teammates. Welcome to Season 2 of the Journeys Through Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Chief Master Sergeant Denny Richardson, New York State Command Chief. No matter what stage in your life or career you are currently at, your journey does not stop. Leadership is a journey. It has no end, but it starts somewhere. It's time. Are you ready to journey through leadership? Hello again, teammates, and welcome to Episode 5 of the JTL Podcast. I am your host, Chief Master Sergeant Denny Richardson, New York State Command Chief. In this episode, we will continue our New York Air National Guard outreach around the state. And I'm happy uh, to have with us today a member from the 107th, uh, 107th Attack Wing in Niagara Falls, New York. Please join me in welcoming Airman Harry Hartman. Welcome, Airman Hartman, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Chief. I appreciate the opportunity to come speak with you. All right, man. This is this is awesome, man. Um, ex- especially uh, knowing that uh, you just returned uh, from a long deployment. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, for taking the time uh, to be with us today, man. I'm greatly appreciated. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate the invite. It's nice to get back and get used to the civilization again here, but <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. So uh, you ready to kick this off? Yes, sir. All right, man. Sounds good. So uh, why don't you uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. So uh, remove the rank and uh who is uh, Harry Hartman? Um, so that's a long question, but <laughs> uh, I turned 28 tomorrow. So, but I came from a small town, Ithaca, New York. Been moving around a little bit, uh, family stuff. My mom lives in uh, Pittsburgh. I went to high school at Cantor, New York. Graduated there, uh, pursued football in college. Went to the University of Brockport in uh, Brockport, New York. All right. Played football and uh, graduated there with a, a bachelor's in science and kinesiology. Once I did that, you know, I wanted to have set myself up for for my future, my family. So I decided to, you know, join the Air Force, and it was a big step. It took me a couple of years to kind of pull the trigger on it, just because I'm not from a military family. So I'll be the my brother joined the Army and I joined the Air Force, but I couldn't be happier with my decision. You know, down the road, being able to provide for my family and surround myself with people of like-mindedness as, as well as I do for success and better the world. So, all right, man. Hey, thank you for that. Um, so you said, uh, you got, uh, Pittsburgh roots, huh? Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan and, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is a rivalry. So, um, I know you're not going to tell me that you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I will say they are my top three. So I, I am a Packers fan. You know. All right. Thank you. But, thank you. I had a bad experience last time I was here with uh, Matt Saw and Tony Ray, um, him being a, um, a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan. And uh, so um, I just wanted to clear that air uh, yeah. because uh, if you would have said you were a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, <laughs> I, I might would have cut this. Uh, <laughs> we would have cut this podcast short. man. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I do like the Steelers, but I've, I've liked the Packers since Favre played. But I I am a Bills fan. Bills fans are up there because my wife's family is a Bills fan. So mm-hmm. I gotta I integrated myself into the Bills mafia. Yeah, you have to <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> either that or leave Buffalo. One of the two. <laughs> oh man! Hey, well, thank you for sharing that, man. Greatly appreciate it. So um, uh, so you talked a little bit about um, you know, your decision and why you decided uh, to to join the the Air National Guard. Um, you know. Uh, anything else um, you want to talk about well, when you talk about the Air National Guard, in particular, the uh, career field that you're in right now? And, you know, what's your path? Um, you know, what trajectory are you on? Um, it took me a while to figure out, you know, the path I necessarily wanted to be on. You know, I, w- I wanted to be a cop and I was going to choose Intel initially, actually. But to get my top secret, it would have taken about a year in student flight. 
and we all know how student flight is for the guard people. So <laughs> I didn't want to didn't want to sit in student flight for a year. So I, I did choose security forces. And I will say, you know, being at the 107th is good. I, you know, I like all my leadership and I'm glad I chose the guard just because I feel like the relationships you build are true relationships. I feel like it's not rank this rank that, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I feel like it's more, you can come to them aside and use their name and be more personable. But I chose security forces because I've, you know, I wanted to be in that law enforcement capacity as well as deploy a little bit. And then as for my trajectory, uh, I took my AFOQT, which um, for those listening, it's uh, officer exam. So I took that uh, qualified as a rated. And my next step is going to be going to OTS, hopefully for an RPA uh, Reaper slot. Wow. And and commission through through doing that. Yeah, that's a, that's impressive. Uh, so the next time I see you, it's going to be uh, Lieutenant Hartman. Yeah, that's that's the hope. All right, so make sure that uh, when I when I see you next time, <laughs> that we're outside, so I can run up and give you a salute. <laughs> hey, chief. So, so I can pay my respects to you. No, I appreciate that, but I'll, I'll be sure to, you know, come chase you down if I ever see you walking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like that. Thanks, man. So so you just came back from deployment. Yes, sir. Uh, how long were you deployed for? Um, we started our training beginning of September and we actually got boots on the ground November 14th mm -hmm. and then we just got boots back on the ground uh the 22nd of April I believe oh wow so, um so uh, you deployed to uh Africa yes sir all right so um you want to talk a little bit about uh, your experiences there yeah it was it was a uh, it was pretty cool we we had the anticipation here uh working flight you know, just doing the normal security forces based defense type things. And we also got told we might be doing some uh, security escort uh, functions and well, as well, like one or two missions a week. But getting down there kind of got the unicorn deployment, as my master sergeant would like to say. Uh, a lot of us were airmen and we got the we got the opportunity to kind of skip the whole base defense portion. And we got to wear civilian clothes and grow beards. And we got to go out in the city of of Africa and actually wow. escort people to, you know, get some base, base things like mm -hmm. CE, getting supplies for their, their missions and their building and taking out like air traffic controllers to meet up with the, with the, the airport in Africa as well. So being able to do that was, was super cool. Wow. That, that does sound cool. So how long have you been in? Uh, my three years will be this November. So I've only been in for about two and a half years. Yeah, well, two and a half years and have, you've already experienced a lot. Yes, sir. Um, you know, that, that's phenomenal. And, um, you know, when you returned, um, I think I, I, I did. I spoke to your group um, along with uh, General Donald. And uh, one of the things that I said was, is, and I want to repeat it because I think it's important, um, is uh, now it's time for you to reflect. Yeah. You know, so if you think about, you know, um, the feeling you had when you placed that first boot uh, down in theater uh, and then the feeling you had when you took that last boot out of theater to come back home, you know, and just think about, you know, those um, experiences, you know, in between, you know, that first boot and that last boot, you know, and, you know, think about and, and just reflect on how much you grew uh, as a as a leader, you know, during that time. So that that's your time. This is your time for that reflection. So uh, but greatly appreciate uh, you you stepping up and actually going out and doing that deployment for us. Yeah, thanks, Chief. I appreciate it. All right, my friend. All right. So you, you talk a little bit about security forces. Um, that's your career field and um, and that you're going to be a uh, pilot for a remotely piloted aircraft. So is that something that you always wanted to do uh, was to to actually be an officer and be a pilot? 
Yeah, so it actually was a funny story. My brother, uh, him and I aren't very close, but he was in the Army, and I always joked with him that I would outrank him. <laughs> so being an officer, you know, part of that was, was my own motivation, but also motivating me because I'm not from a military family. So just being able to pick on my brother and tell him <laughs> I'm going to make him salute me when, when I commissioned was was some good feel as well. But yeah, I, I took the FOQT and I told myself if I was going to commission, it would be something that, you know, for one, not a lot of people do. And then also something that can actually impact the mission because I want to be able to, you know, go home and know that I made an impact on something bigger than myself, as cliche as that sounds. <laughs> so just being able to be a pilot and get a, you know, top secret and do all that, all that stuff was, it's, it's been a dream to have that on my plate and hopefully I attain it. So, wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You know, I just met you and uh, I'm telling you right now, you're, you're determined. So, um, sounds like to me, whatever you put your mind to, uh, you're going to do it. So yeah, I try. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, man. Um, uh, so, uh, you're a young career, you're 28 years old. Uh, you've been in for, you know, a little more than th- almost three years now. Uh, so, and I know you still have a, a lot to do. You're still yeah. want a lot that you want to accomplish, but, but to this point, you know, what would you say has been like your biggest achievement or experience uh, in your career? Um, I'd say biggest experience would probably be the, the deployment I would just was on. Uh, I know our, our security forces unit deploys pretty frequently. So being able to volunteer to go was pretty eye opening going to all those cool trainings. We went to ECAC, which is like an escape training. So that was pretty cool. Hmm. And then uh, my biggest experience besides that, um, I got a, I got coined by the command chief of all of Africa and all of Europe while I was in Africa. Wow. Uh, we escorted uh, the chief master sergeant of the Air Force, and he was part of the the brigade they brought in. And I got the opportunity to sit down and kind of talk to him about my path and and escort him through the city of Africa. And he gave me a coin before he left, so I think that was that was pretty cool. Because being in the guard, you know you don't get that many opportunities right. to meet people like that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So being able to have a conversation with somebody like that and, and be recognized and coined was pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. So, uh, so, so if I give you one of my coins, that won't mean nothing. Oh no, chief. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm a big, uh, I'm a big relationship guy. You know, I, I, I cherish all these moments I have, especially with senior enlisted like yourself and even, you know, officers just being in the guard seeing you chief, you know, I don't, we don't get that many opportunities to sit down and kind of have a, you know, a podcast or be able to joke around and have fun. So yeah. I cherish all of it. It's, it's, it's pretty eye opening. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I feel, <laughs> I feel it as well. Um, but, you know, and, uh, I'm having so much fun, you know, and, you know, this podcast is, you know, the, the two inspirations uh, number one is to allow members to get out and share their stories. Uh, but, but secondly, it also provides me that opportunity as well uh, to sit down and connect one on one with with the airmen of the New York Air National Guard. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, it's a it's a definitely twofold. So. Yeah, good stuff. So, all right. So, what do you uh, what do you like most about being in the military, and uh, how did you stay motivated to perform at a high level? Um, like I said, when we first sat down, Chief, he asked me some some characteristics about myself, and a lot of my friends will say, you know. Besides hard-headed, at least, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm motivated and I have, as, as weird as it sounds, I have pretty bad OCD. So, so the military, you know, I kind of left like a lot of people leave. You know, I left with, oh, I just want to go back home. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I ended up excelling, went to tech school, same thing. Oh, I just want to go back home. This is getting old. Mm-hmm. Excelled, came back, 
and being motivated is easy when you're surrounded by, you know, when you're led by people like yourself, chief and, and the generals above us as well. But also when you come home to the 107th, having our master sergeants and major and captain and chief and all them helping us, it's, it's nice. It's easy to stay motivated because mm -hmm. you want to be as good as them. Um, and it's pretty big footsteps uh, to fill, but I think it's pretty easy to stay motivated. And I knew the military was my home when I, when I joined, even at BMT, like I was older. So I kind of knew just from re researching and, and looking at videos and stuff, I kind of knew the path I wanted to do. And now it's on my plate too. I just got to grab it. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's pretty easy to stay motivated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in you. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so you, uh, this is your calling. I think it's just because I'm an old soldier. I'm just, I'm getting old. All right. <laughs> he getting old at, at, a, at an old right age of uh, 28. He's getting old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling it. You're feeling it. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, but you also have a degree, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. What's your degree in? Uh, it's uh, Bachelor's of Science in Kinesiology. Mm. So it's basically um, anatomy degree, but it's, it's more elongated than that. It's more of like the body, the muscles and things like that. So mm. Um, wow. Yeah. Not only is he going to be an officer, not only is he a gentleman, but he's a educated scholar as well. <laughs> I mean, I think, it, you know what? I want uh, I want royalties to the movie rights when they make the movie, <laughs> you know, Mr. Harry Hartman. <laughs> hey, I'll give you some royalties. Too. <laughs> Very nice. All right, man. Hey, thanks for sharing that, man. Greatly appreciate it. So. What advice would you give to other members uh, that will look, that are looking to follow in your footsteps? Um, that's a pretty tough question too. You know, everybody, everybody kind of has their own path, their own upbringing, but I would say, especially if you're, if you're thinking of, you know, active, I can't speak too much on, but if you're going the guard route, I always recommend to go that route just because of the opportunities you're, you're presented with. So I would say always be, always be motivated and always go for opportunities that are presented with you. Like if you get asked to do something, always say yes. It doesn't matter what it is as, as small as it is. And another thing too, always have a good work ethic. I try to tell, help out the other airmen that I'm friends with, you know, they're a lot younger than me, like eight, seven, eight years younger and you're in the military, you know, so stuff that you do isn't necessarily, you know, chief, you're not going to come up to me and be like, Hey, Hey Hartman, what are you doing today? You know, we're adults. So it may not look like you're being watched, but you are being watched. Yes. You're always being evaluated. So as much as sweeping the floor and doing that airman stuff kind of sucks to, to kind of help out the, the master sergeants and the sergeants do that kind of tedious stuff, no matter how small it is, get it done and get it done right the first time because you're always being watched. You're always being evaluated and we're all adults. So they're not going to come up and ask you what you're doing. They're just mm -hmm. going to take a mental note. Hey, this guy said no to this opportunity, so we're not going to offer him another one yes. or you know, this guy, we asked him a simple task to take the garbage out and he didn't. So mm -hmm. we can't trust him with a deployment. We can't trust him with commissioning. We can't trust him with stuff like that. So, okay. and, uh, first impressions also, mm -hmm. especially in the guard is huge. Uh, I always talk about, you know, first impressions, you could be, you could be the coolest guy behind doors, but if your first impression, you know, with an officer, you forgot to salute or, you know, with chief and, you're, you know, joke around and call him by his first name and uniform, like just first impressions are always going to be ingrained in yes. people's minds. So, man, that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, yeah. really good advice. Um, yeah. You know, and um, what you just described in a nutshell is followership. 
you know, an effective followership, you know, and um, I always say that, you know, in order for you to be a an effective leader, uh, you must have art that you must have a master the art of followership first. So, yes, sir. Um, and yeah, so you just described, uh, you know, followership. So. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Greatly yeah, no problem. So I'm, I'm learning something too. Man. <laughs> you know, thank you, man. Class is open for me. So <laughs> never too old to learn. It's <laughs> they always say if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Ooh, something's wrong. Yeah. Right? <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah, well, I'm definitely not the smartest person in this room, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. So, oh, here's a question that's near and dear uh, to my heart, and um, I, I'm sure your leadership uh, wants to uh, to know what's on your mind as well. So. Uh, what are your expectations from your leaders? What do you expect you know, from us? Um, like like you were saying, Chief, I think to be a, a good leader, you got to be a good follower. And one of the quotes that I've always been told, you know, from college football up until now, I keep in my in my mind. First impressions are definitely huge with me, as well as um, your talent will play, take you places your character can't keep you. Hmm. So that one I hold dear to me. Like I've and our leaders do a great job of that. You know, at the end of the day, you got to have that switch. And, you know, the switch for us is, you know, when there's people around that you need to have those customs and courtesies, have the customs and courtesies, and we'll have a relaxed environment. We'll be friends. And that's my biggest thing, as I like, is, you know, when it's time to work, it's time to work. When it's time to play, it's time to play. Mm -hmm. And with them being in for so long, they know the ropes. You know, some some may be better than others, but at the end of the day, they're they're your leadership but, you know, I expect them to set us up for for success. Hmm. So, you know, putting us or offering us, you know, this opportunity to sit down with you, Chief, like not too many airmen get, you know, the opportunity to sit down on a podcast and kind of have some fun. So yeah. just being able to be offered those. But, you know, back to my quote, uh, your talent will take you places your character can't keep you. So in a nutshell, that's basically saying you may be high speed, you may be good at your job, you may be this, but if you cut corners eventually you're going to be in a position where your character is going to have to take over and you're going to have to be a leader. And if your your character's not there, your talent just took you someplace that your character is going to make you downfall. So mm. I hold that pretty dear to me as well wow. um, with my leaders. You know, I look up to a lot of them. A lot of them are like father figures to me. So uh, I love every leader in our 107th group. You know, it's always a good opportunity. And I know they're steering me in the right path wow. per se. So, man. You are dropping some knowledge <laughs> in this room today. <laughs> Listen, we haven't had a season two uh, mic drop yet, um, but it's official. This is the first one, the mic drop, man. I, I love that quote. Uh, you know, that that is uh, that is big. That is huge. You know, especially when you're talking about uh, character. I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I always like to um, talk about the three C's um, that um, that all leaders, you know, should have. And one of them, one of those C's is character. And that's knowing yourself. The other two are connection, uh, knowing your people and competence, uh, knowing your job, you know, but you're absolutely right. That character piece is huge. And when you talk about, um, you know, leadership is always watching. Not only is leadership always watching, your peers are watching you as well. You know, they know that they can depend on, you know, Airman Hartman, you know, when when required and when and when needed. So um, so thank you for sharing that. And uh, leaders, um, I hope you got your listening ears on uh, because he just dropped some knowledge, you know, on us today. So but thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Chief. All right. Not only is leadership always watching your peer. Um, I know that you um, 
you're going off to to be a pilot, um, to to be an officer. Uh, so, but what else? Uh, what else is in the future for uh, for Aaron Hartman? Um, what would you like to uh, accomplish? There's there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish, you know, and I I, I kind of try to focus on. I get super overwhelmed if I put too much on my plate. Hmm. So the, the officer, as everyone knows, you know, is is a huge process. So so doing that is definitely number one priority. And then also I was, I told, said earlier, I wanted to be a cop. So, um, just being able to, to get a police job, uh, hopefully getting to the VA here soon as a police officer. And then I want to set up my, my big thing is that I'm definitely older as I, I think about the olderness of myself, like, you know, not worrying so much about an hourly job, but worrying about a career and worrying about a pension. And, you know, as well as I do chief that pensions are getting, Few and far in between nowadays, yes. especially a good one. So, mm-hmm. you know, the VA is a federal job. So being able to have a pension here, pension from another place, mm-hmm. two pensions to kind of set my family up too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to use my GI bill on my, on my kids that I have when I have them. All right. Don't have any yet. So, <laughs> but just being able to set myself up for success. I don't want to be that dad that's, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to do it and say, Hey, with hard work, you can do this, mm. you know, so. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, I mean, I see your future. Uh, sky's the limit for you, uh, young man. And um, I definitely seeing you being a, a commander, um, you know, uh, raising to that level of, of, of uh, commanding. Um, so what I'm going to do is that I'm going to I'm going to get you a book. I'm going to share a book with you um, and. The, the book is um, it's called uh, Sharing Success and Owning Failures. And uh, it was written by our former chief of staff of the Air Force, uh, General Goldfein. Um, and it's all about the commanding um, a, a squadron. Um, and there are a bunch of lessons in this book, you know. So um, the next time I'm out here, um, I will bring that book with me um, because I think um, you're on that path to be a commander. Um, and I think this book will, will actually help you, you know, once you reach that milestone in your career. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Thank you. All right, man. So, all right. So you are 28 years old and, you know, I asked this question on several of the podcasts to young members and I'm starting to think that it's an old question uh, because all the younger members, they always say, I don't have a bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, well, you know, every old person I ask, they, you know, they say they do have a bucket list. So yeah. I'm thinking that this is an old person question, but I'm going to take a stab at it anyway. <laughs> so, you know, so if, if you have a bucket list, uh, what's what would be number one on your on your bucket list? Um, I would say I want to. It may not be necessarily a bucket list, but I want to give back to my mom with what she gave to me throughout my life. And it's that that's also part of my motivation as well. You know, I don't have a father figure, so my mom kind of did everything. And I always told myself, you know, she went back to school, graduated with a 4.0, had two kids and worked 40 hours a week. So if she can go through that, then I can go through a little bit of the hardships here and give back to her and my little sister and be an example for her as well. So that's like the cliche answer, I guess. But I would say uh, tra- travel the world and maybe with the with the pilot slot, I'll be able to travel a little bit more. But yeah, the little bit of traveling I've done now is cool. Saving up little trinkets and and uh, mementos from going to places like that. But mm-hmm. mine, my buckle list is more nearsighted, I guess, than thinking more. But definitely, like I was saying earlier, you know, the, the pension, setting my family up, mm-hmm. traveling. 
you know, helping my family and being a role model for my family, as well as, you know, like you were saying, the younger people below me, not necessarily rank wise, but that are younger and kind of trying to find their way in life. So yes. if I can give back in any, any portion of that, I want to give back as much as I can All right, uh, for that. All right. That's awesome, man. Yeah. There, there, there we are a young person with a bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, all right, man. Uh, wow. This has been fun. Yeah, uh, you know, I can't believe that uh, we're we're towards the end. So, uh, what closing comments or closing thoughts, messages you would like to uh, leave with the listeners today? Uh, I would say, you know, for the younger listeners, I would say, you know, no goal is unattainable, and I say that broadly because I, I'm, I do that a lot to myself. I shortchange myself, or I look at a goal and I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get that. I'm never, and then I get it, and I'm like, oh wow, you know, it's and you always strive for something better. And always remember that people are watching you first impressions or everything. And then for, you know, the other listeners that are, that are older, like myself, you know, I would say, <laughs> you know, first impressions are everything and just be careful because your talent will take you places. Your character can't keep you. So always be able to look at yourself in the mirror and know that you're on the right track and everything else will kind of fall into place. All right, man. Well, Hey man, I can't thank you enough for, for being here with me today. Um, and, dropping some knowledge, some serious <laughs> knowledge. Uh, you know, I definitely like that quote and um, I'm going online right now uh, on air right now and saying, I'm going to steal that quote. Um, I'm going hey, to, that's all yours. I, chief. I'm going to use it. <laughs> I'll pass it, pass the reins over to you. All right. Thanks man. I appreciate yeah. it. But, um, that, you know, I, you know, royalty checks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so once again, man, Hey, uh, thank you uh, for the conversation today and uh, your willingness to share your story. Um, I am uh, inspired uh, by your message, uh, by your strength, your determination and your integrity. Uh, so uh, thank you very much uh, again. Hey, folks, uh, this is a uh, leadership at its finest right here. So much respect to you and um, I wish you nothing but future success. Thanks, Chief. Uh, thanks for bringing me on here. It's my first podcast. It's been a it's been a pretty rewarding one as well. You know, being able to talk to you and get some knowledge from you as well. But I appreciate everything. And thank you very much. Yes, sir. So teammates, another successful recording session complete. As always, a shout out to the one on life airlift wing public affairs section, especially the person behind the scenes keeping us organized and on point, Mrs. Jackie Lyons. Thank you. Until the next JTL podcast, I leave you with a quote by Michael Jordan. Some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen. Others make it happen. Keep aiming high, teammates. Until the next time, Chief out.